Hi, it's Abiola and welcome to another episode on the sideline. This is the first episode of the year. Um, technically, it's not like the first because I've had like three recorded. One was even edited, but like, <clears throat> it's not about me, it's about Nigeria. <laughs> so I plan to make a more elaborate series of episodes talking about the three and a half kings of Nigeria out of the 18 total candidates in the presidential race and also some of the state elections as well but I got injured and carried away metaphorically I still drove home and like this is this episode is going to be a very concise summary you could say your crash course on the upcoming Nigerian presidential elections that begin tomorrow as at the time of recording but if you're listening to it you're probably already there hopefully about or maybe after ah sorry but uh yeah it's it's never it's late but like there is no student that would tell me that last minute jacking nights before or like in front of the exam hall did not save their lives or something at one point in time so even if it's just one person who's going to have you know a moment to rethink whether you know boycotting the vote or still going or one more person who's going to have a change of heart uh yeah that's that's the person the other group of people that i'm making this episode for <laughs> so sit back crank up the volume and i'll see you later at the end Okay, so um, yeah, disclaimer, my opinion is very biased and I don't have like precise details, I don't kind of have some statistics, but it's okay. Uh, I'll just give like the gist of it and I think anyone planning to vote tomorrow or is already at or votes today, technically, already knows whom they want to vote for, but it doesn't hurt to have extra incense though, you know? Yeah, so first, the first king is, you know, the king of the West, Bola Big Daddy Tinubu the Don of Lagos, former governor of the states and the presidential candidate for APC, the All Progressive Congress. The 70-year-old man known as the Kingmaker, quote-unquote, an allowing force in Lagos, is seeking to take his talent and millions of naira to Asarok. And unless you've been under said rock, or any rock <laughs> for that matter, you must have seen the numerous social media posts and videos revealing his very fragile nature, so to say with many commenting on his need for a diaper or several guards just to hold him up and assistants to help him set his mic during public addresses and so much more. I have have to confess, I have that sticker of him like just like drooling on the mic. It's not fun, but it's it's funny. And you know, his camp has responded over time with videos trying to and like emphasize on the word trying or that emphasis on the word trying to demonstrate his vitality at 70, you know, with videos of him cycling and walking on his own and being able to talk and answer questions. I mean, all the things that people at, at his age should be able to do. I mean, I mean, cycling, you really shouldn't really be cycling at 70, but it's okay. And this calls into question his potentially shortened reign if elected into the office. We don't want another president who is going to be replaced by their running mates just as Yaradua was and his running mate is Kashim Shetima. Don't really know him. And like policies aside, will he really last in government? 
do we want a firm president who cannot properly articulate his thoughts impromptu to represent our nation on a global level? I mean, imagine this this guy, sorry, this man, you know, going to the Astro Rock, sorry, going to the White House or some global event representing, you know, Nigeria, and then they give him the chance to speak for the country, and he's like testing the mic and is like licking it and is doing it's it's no, please, this is the 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 place where Thames came from, please, Jesus, you know, I personally don't. You know, he's a man who has lived his life believing he's above the law, believing he's king, basically, and has gotten away with many criminal allegations. I mean, some of which dating back up to like the 90s and early 2000s and I think the 80s sometime, some of which including her- heroin trafficking, you know, and he has been able to solve quite and settle all of these allegations with his deep and very vast pockets, which I wish I had, you know? And he's a man who also seeks to expand the military to end insurgency and restore our broken economy. I don't really know how he's going to do it. Maybe a cash infusion. I highly doubt that. It's more like a cash suction. <laughs> Considering all the allegations on of embezzlement he has under his belt. And he also seeks to end corruption as well. I don't, I don't, indeed, you know. And the question at this point is, will you vote for Big Daddy? And I'm going to refer to him as Big Daddy from this point onwards, so get comfortable with it. So will you vote for Big Daddy? Will you vote for him? And if you're voting, are you voting because it's APC? Uh, maybe the pres- sorry, the governor in your state is APC, and that governor is actually good for you, is good for the state, it has really, very interesting policies that you'd like to you know account for, but then you have to understand that presidential and state level or local level votings or elections are very very different so even if your governor who is so good for your state is telling you that okay vote for um the the presidential candidates in my party and you're thinking oh this person is good maybe this person is then maybe the president's also going to be good no you have to look at them very separately if the governor in your state is of APC and is very good for you and blah 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 okay but if look just looking at the track record of Big Daddy he ah, I don't know how to say it he is not the one I, I said I said it is my my opinion this podcast is going to be very biased but I, I, I would need you if you're you know intending to vote for him to really rethink the reason why he doesn't have a very good track record he's old he cannot properly articulate and represent himself and i do not want the nation which thames came from to be represented by big daddy so yeah <laughs> yeah sorry i keep referring to thames but she's a queen so yeah um i was the king in the north business tycoon atiku abubakar former vice president of nigeria under the obasanjo era another millionaire i mean <clears throat> There seems to be a pattern here of like former somethings turning into millionaires, but mm, I'm not gonna talk, I'm not saying anything. You know, you're running for his sixth time. I mean, persistence much, like desperate much, like what's the word I'm looking for? Like, de- like, des- like des- des- desperate, <laughs> six times. Wow. And the, the presidential candidates for the People's Democratic Party, PDP, feel like unless you're under that same rock, there's no way you do not know PDP and 
APC. They, although Nigeria is a multi-party system, they have been the parties to dominate the political sphere. And, and that's how it's always been. Presidents over the past decades have always been chosen from those parties, pr- primarily from either party. So he is 76, is just similar to Big Daddy. And although he looks healthier than Big Daddy, oddly enough, and Big Daddy is 70, this man is 76, what is happening? But this, these septuagenarians, that's for those who 70-something people, septuagenarians, I know it's a big word, you're welcome, um, though, but like they keep trying to run for office, why? It's weird. Anyways, um, the tycoon is a man who has tried time and time again to secure the presidential spot. And without a proper candidate from the north, he seeks to dominate the votes from that region of the country. If you didn't study geography in school, didn't go to school, or like me, you've just entirely forgotten, the Nigeria part, the northern part of Nigeria rather, is the largest portion of our nation and hosts the largest number of people. So there are lots of northerners. I mean, I was born and raised in Kwara State. And it's also, it's it's part of the north, it's north central, it's part of the north. Although they are predominantly Yoruba people here, all, they all still sort of register as northerners. And this is a man who um, served, you know, has served in and, and has garnered the votes of people from the north. I mean, like the north, north, really. So he is, you know, the king in the north. Um, just like Westeros, <laughs> but he's not Jon Snow. He's no Jon Snow. So do we want a man who looks very, sh- very shady? I mean, to me, he looks like very shady. I think he's in the smirk, is in the glasses. I don't know, but he looks very shady. Um, one who has been accused of misappropriation of funds, just like Big Daddy, and seeks to further arm the military to combat insecurity, just like Big Daddy. I mean, it's literally the same thing, but from different people. Like literally the same thing, the same criminal allegations, the same aim, the same things they want to do. This, ugh, I'm tired. Do we want this person, the tycoon? As our, I mean, they have cool names though, Big Daddy, the tycoon. But do we want them as our president? Honestly and statistically speaking, he seems to have a better likelihood of winning. If he really secures the, that larger portion of Northern votes, one thing to note is that it is constitutionally required that a contending party secure at least 25% of votes in 24 states plus FCT. And this is one reason why I mentioned sort of the monopoly or dichotomy that PDP and APC have had in the political system of Nigeria. They have dominated the space and so they're everywhere in the government, in the state level, in the local level, they have people there always who are pushing their agenda, pushing their propaganda. And so it's very easy for them to have, you know, this constitutional requirements compared to other persons. Now, according to a new poll by POLAF, a non-profit organization, which had about 3.1 million correspondents, he, the tycoon, has a 38% chance of winning, with Big Daddy coming in behind with 29%, and our next king, my personal favorite, Peter B, with 27%. Now, this does call into question sort of, you know, the likelihood of, I will get to it, but like, he is the seemingly most likely person to enter power. Unless we, again, 
come out to vote and make a decision. And just as I did with Big Daddy, I, I have to ask, for those who want to vote for the tycoon, um, for those who want to vote for PDP on the presidential level, are you voting because it's PDP, because you trust their propaganda, you trust stuff, you trust your, gov- your, your state level governor or local level representatives who are telling you that just vote for PDP throughout, so vote for PDP in all levels, and you know, Atiku just happens to be the face or the person, you know, in that office. I will, again would like to encourage you to look at each election, look at each phase, this um, House of Reps, House of Assembly, um, govern governors, presidents. Look at each form of election as a different entity entirely. You could vote for. APC at the presidential level and vote for PDP at the government level and vote for another thing like you could do that and so I would, for those who'd want to vote for the, the tycoon I would ask and I you know just imagine me prostrating that you re- rethink your choice and the the motive behind your choice again this is like I said it's a disclaimer this whole entire episode is very prejudiced <laughs> and biased towards the two kings but yeah and lastly, my favorite, uh, the king of the youths, chain breaker, oath shatterer, Peter Obi, <laughs> the former two-term governor of the southeastern Anambra state. He ran as the vice president of Atiku Abubakar, actually, in 2019, although they lost, but consequently switched to become the presidential candidate for the Labour Party. And to be frank, I only remember Labour Party because of my current affairs when I was, like, primary school? <laughs> Uh, they, like many other parties in Nigeria's faulty multi-party system, fade into obscurity unless you are politically active or, as is the case, it's election time. Again, this is one of the things that brings into question and bring, uh, raises a cause for concern with the constitutional requirement. Do Does the Labour Party have enough clout in the 24 plus FCT, you know, it states that it would need to constitutionally actually win, like the bare minimum requirements to qualify. I mean, if in total they have the most votes, if they do not meet that constitutional requirement, then there's wahala, there's problem. But anywho's, um, Peter B is, is the only person I'm going to call <laughs> by his full name, but Peter B is a man who has garnered a social media following and incited a passion for politics and a change in the hearts of many youths of Nigeria. He, if you have not noticed, is my bias. He's my favorite candidate. One who has gone on international news and media platforms to speak on key issues affecting Nigeria, properly articulating his plan for our beautiful country and the people who will inherit it, us, the youth, Nigeria's future. I remember I was scrolling through because I'm addicted to YouTube. Every day, my, whatever they're called, the thing, story time, face time, screen screen time, thank you, um, on my phone will tell you that YouTube takes like 50% of my screen time. Whether it's comedy or tech news, or in this case, political news, like it's from YouTube. And it definitely, like I listen, I listen to a lot of news. I've been trying to kind of inject more global news into my 
into my feed so i have like cnn i have al jazeera i have some not channels because i don't i don't trust them <laughs> but you know i have all these news platforms that bring in news of different things and i think i've been following i don't i don't know if it's i think it was was way before the the um turkey earthquake so like just i was following something one particular news back then i think maybe it wasn't i can't remember but something and i, I was just like scrolling through and i saw Oh, Peter will be on CNN or Peter will be on somewhere else, like two different videos on my feed. I'm like, okay, let me just listen to this man speak on an international platform. And he blew me away. It was a long time ago, but it's just he blew, he it's just, that's the kind of person that I want to represent the country that Thames comes from, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So he has established a brilliant track record as well. Um, during his tenure as the governor, touted as Mr. Clean for not embezzling or misappropriating funds while in office and using everything just to better his state. Allegedly. <laughs> One thing to note is that eight months after he was um, elected into office in 2006, he was impeached because he refused to inflate the budget requirements. Now, we noticed a pattern earlier where so many of these former people, former politicians, um, or, play, or people who've held, you know, offices in, in particularly interesting places um, have always sort of turned into business tycoons or millionaires. Um, and here is someone who got into that position and basically they were like, okay, increase the budget, add our, put our names inside come and let's put come and fill our pockets and he was like no and they impeached him and of course he took it to court and the the order was was revoked and he got back into power and was able to you know take um the state to a different level i mean he left a number of states as the least indebted state and the most financially stable state during his tenure and got in power if each which we would love to see in Nigeria's crippling economy. I mean, we have experienced three, sorry, two recessions in five years alone. America has their own recession, and it's such a huge thing for them. We experienced two. I didn't even know. I just know things were, just went bad. You know, it's crazy. But alas, you know, as sweet as the tale, the likelihood of him being elected is low. Realistically speaking, statistically thinking, as much as he has captured the attention of the youths, we are only a portion of Nigeria. How many of these said youth, of the said captured people, will go out to vote tomorrow or today whenever you're listening on the D-Day, basically? Will our votes be enough? Was his tactic to target social media instead of the tried and tested physical media, in contrast to his opponents, a genius move or a blunder that loses the game in two moves? Will it be enough when the votes are counted? I mean, one thing we, we can note is that, at least as I remember, as at December last year in 2022, there were polls that were um, in favour of him, of Peter Obino being the, the leading candidate of him winning the, the um, presidential election. One thing to note is that all these polls have a particularly faulty error because um, as with statistics, you take a sample size of a said number of people, and if that sample size agrees with with um, with you, you can, on a level, you know, shakily kind of assume that okay, if three thousand people agree, then at least three million people will agree, most likely, you know, in a random sampling um, 
case. But then that sampling doesn't factor in the fact that we are 200 plus million people and there were a sample size of like 40,000, 50,000, at most 60,000. They were not enough to really capture the entirety, the entire sample size of active voters. I mean, there are millions of voters. I mean, it's not as if it's 200 plus million people that will vote. But you could you also have to factor in the people who took those polls, are, are, are they registered voters? Will they go to vote? Um, what about vote buying? People who, who, will, who are most likely to be affected by you know, being swayed or being put under pressure at the voting polls? I mean, with the new um, and more secure systems in place, there are still tactics, there are still tricks that can work. I mean, I, I remember reading something, I'm not entirely sure of this validity, so do not hold me to account um, about like how you could be given to um, slips at the voting poll. I don't know if we need slips considering, I think the BAS system, like just gonna use your thumbprint and your PVC. So I don't know if you really do still need slips, but in case it was saying something about like, if you're given two slips and you think that, oh, you can just vote twice, that that will, you know, it will push, you know, for them to be able to um, discredit the, or, or rather call into question the credibility of that, you know, voting station. And these are things that could affect, um, it could affect Peter Obi's chances. And that's the question on the minds of many youths who see him as the evil Jesus, the second coming. <laughs> Will it be enough? I don't know. And I can only hope. I, like a number of my peers, because of this honesty time, I, like a number of my peers, am without a PVC. Complacency with the 40 systems in place by INEC to obtain one blocked and prevented me. Also, a friend of mine, Jude, co-host of the Hit on His podcast, also stated how INEC officials limited registration in predominantly Igbo communities in Lagos State. We don't know where else in southeastern or northern state that this was prevented because they feel like that ethnic... Like, this election really calls into question sort of the ethnic and religious divide. There has been a f particular trend where you have a Christian president... A Muslim president, a Christian president, a Muslim president, and has been alternating to some degree over time. And so it sort of seems like the next president should be Christian. It's sort of a subtly unspoken rule. But then also, um, with such a large, and that's one of the things that Big Daddy is trying to kind of um, push on. He's not exactly Christian, he's Muslim, but then he comes from a predominantly Christian side or region king of the west um and it's it's, it's something that comes into question like do 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 are muslims going to vote for their fellow muslim i mean in this case a northern muslim which is a um oh no the tycoon sorry or um do like it's just so many different factors into place or will they vote for who they feel is right are our votes going to be influenced, you know, solely or heavily by religious, ethnic, or um, any form of, um, you know, political bias, or is it going to be strictly be on the credibility and on of of the person running? So you know, um, I ask. So I ask to those who go to vote tomorrow, 
to those who understand that this choice will affect so many lives that the next time we get to vote i'll be 26 i'll be very old <laughs> that they have to choose right i ask you to vote or be you vote for the future you have to vote for the future i encourage you daddies and mummies uncles and aunties who feel like maybe voting for a b would be a waste of time it's better to vote for another person who has better chances of winning maybe you don't like article and you feel like okay big daddy is gonna be better so you vote for big daddy but you don't like the tycoon and you feel like okay big daddy is a better option because like we said the dichotomy of the political sphere pdp or apc that's how it's always been and so many people will go to those voting ballots thinking PDP or APC but there's OB there's someone else there's a better option let's vote OB let's enter a new era in Nigeria let's try to break this dichotomy I feel like I've said dichotomy more times in my life <laughs> than I had like in, in the span of half an hour than I have like my entire life um, but let's break this dichotomy of Nigerian election between PDP and APC. Let's be obedient. I mean, I said three and a half kings, so shout out to Rabi Kwan Kwasel. Um, he saw trying to vote coming from one corner, I guess. Like, I don't know. But yeah, um, there's so many things that are going to doing this, and I don't want to um, discourage anyone from anything, from whatever choice they've made in their mind especially if it goes against you know my own perspectives and my own beliefs but i'd like to encourage you to vote obi to go out and vote if you have your pvc go with people go with family um to those who are who um are going to vote tomorrow carry loudspeakers play football matches encourage people carry snacks carry things don't let them frustrate you just go out and vote vote for a better nigeria So there's like there's a like a lot I have to say. There's a lot like I have to say. But yeah. I voted before I voted in twenty nineteen, but like I was how old was I? Nineteen years old. I was not okay, I was not even nineteen, I was eighteen years old. And I still knew like Bari was the worst was the worst option. I voted for the but like at that time I asked I asked my mom should I vote for. But I was nineteen and I still made better informed choices than fifteen million. I know the time to even call the 15 million people that voted for Barry. So, but this election I'm definitely going to vote. I'm going to vote for. That will be of the Labour Party. Like, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. The man's track record speaks for him. In the history of Nigeria, only two governors have saved money. Have not left the state in debt. Yara Dwa. And Peter Obi. And Yara Dwa to me is the best president to have ever had. And Stam did not even last long. And Yaradua saved 5 billion. Peter Obi saved 15 times what Yaradua saved for his state. And he did not salary, he did not pension. Like, it is, it is a no brainer. If you even have a very short attention span, but I can listen to Peter Obi speak for hours. That man, the, the way he speaks is, is motivational. Like, he's motivational. I just, what I just talk is like, people don't really see him speak. People don't care about politics, but like, politics matter. You can see because of why now we should know like politics matter. So there's a no brainer for for me. If you if you even like and for people who consider APC, 
I don't respect. I don't even respect people's choices. If you consider it to me, you are, you are an enemy of this country. How do you reward failure? So there's there's just so much. And PDP also, PDP does not like symbolize equ- e- equality or or um, justice or anything. It's a party of the old because I can go from another to another and like without diverse Nigeria. So like the the two popular parties in Nigeria are just. We are we are saying to from pine pan to fire. So like uh, now we don't even want we want good governance and I believe like I have like absolutely no doubt. I still believe in PO president in Peter Obi. When you call him president, I still must believe in him and yeah. And I just hope he wins. And I see like the wave paralleling behind him. It's just wonderful to see because people are ready for like good governance. If you check this man's tracker though like speaks for him. The only problem is that the man did not sell did not does not did not sell himself. He expects people to sell him. He expects like in Nigeria if you do good like people will speak about it. Because not in Nigeria like bad people. That's why Nigeria is like this. But yeah, he's the man. He's the man for the job. And he will win this election, I have no doubt.